Hello and welcome to episode three of the Laymark Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Chido. And I'm uh, Michael Tejeda. Welcome back. Uh, glad to have you. Here we go. Number three. Thank you for the support so far and thank you for listening to the first two episodes. Today we have a special guest with us, Miss Elisa Thorson. Hello, Elisa. Hello. Super special. Do I get a radio voice with this? Uh, I don't, I don't no. know, do you? Because you got a radio oh, voice. Well, I do have a radio no. voice. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so, uh, let's start with the basic stuff. Um, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Well, born in Coon Rapids. Grew up in Coon Rapids. Just finally moved out of Coon Rapids. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so, what what <laughs> led you into tattooing? What 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 uh, was your first interest? Um, my uncles always had tattoos, so I was always interested in those. Um, I don't know, I wanted to be a vet, and this was like my second thing. Just gave it a try, see where it went, and almost, what, 10 years? Almost 10 years I've been tattooing, still doing it. So how old were you when you got your first apprenticeship? I think I was 19. Somewhere in there, like 19, about 20 in there, yeah. And how did you go about it? Um, ooh, that's a story and a half right there. We've got time. Um, <laughs> I met a guy who did a tattoo party for one of my friends for like a going away thing. Um, he started my back piece actually out of his apartment and then started teaching me in his apartment on honeydew melons. He ended up getting a job at a shop and talked to the owner about me apprenticing. So that's how I got my apprenticeship. But things went south very fast with that. Um, How so? I ended up still working at that shop. It ended up underneath a different name because the owner decided to kill three people and then himself. Um, the night before I was supposed to start, so everything kind of got hold, put on hold for like two, two, three weeks or so. So the night you were supposed to start, the owner of the shop killed three people. Yeah, I was actually supposed to meet up with him that night to uh, sign some final paperwork and everything, and he was kind of a skeezy guy, someone that was like, oh, well, you know, you have to sleep with the boss. Oh, man. One of those. Um... Yeah, I ended up working late that night, uh, shutting down the bar I was working at, and missed a call from him, tried calling him back, nothing. I was like, okay, I left him a voicemail, like, I'll just do everything tomorrow when I see you. And I woke up at, like, what, 6 o'clock to my mom sitting at the end of my bed with, like, computer printed off, like, newspaper, and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I have some bad news. Mom, it's, like, 6 o'clock. I don't want no bad news. She's like, well, I don't think you're going to start work. So, yeah, he uh, went on a rampage and shot his girlfriend. You saw his girlfriend. I pointed her out that one day. Yes. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend? Yeah, I Now, so. I would assume, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it was in self-defense from what I remember you briefly no, describing to me. No, it wasn't. He, <laughs> he got hit pretty hard, like in the head with um, a beer bottle in a fight. 
Zuma lost steroids. And yeah, he just like killed three people and then a uh, very low speed chase down Lake Street and killed himself. That's, That's uh, fucking wild. <laughs> that was my introduction. Like, hello, Tattoo World. This is me. So, so what were the next steps after that for you? What do I mean? What do you? I guess what did you think? What ran through your mind after that? Were you like, holy shit, I got to get the fuck out of this, or were you um, like, okay, this is this is where we're at now? Well, considering my job before that, my other side job, my boss decided to stab the neighbor seventeen times in the neck and kill him. Um, I wasn't really like, well, I should probably not do this then, because everyone's just killing people or something i don't know (laughs) it was weird um i stuck it through i ended up working with some pretty great people um ended up taking my mentor's job actually and then just kind of went from there helped run the shop when the owner opened another one and ended up closing that one and then moving everyone to the uptown shop and i was there for a few years it was it was nice I liked the people I worked with. Did you feel you learned the necessary skill set? I think so. There was definitely a point that it got to be uh, that I couldn't really learn much more from the people around me. Um, They were very set in their ways of how they do things and not, I wouldn't say not wanting to learn more but they were comfortable of where they were at. And I was at a spot that I wanted to further where I was at. So I ended up leaving there to further my career with things. And where did you go after that? Uh, I'm at the Ink Tailor now with uh, Adam Chido and Michael over here. (laughs) Oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, Hey. just met you today. (laughs) What's what's new? Uh, And how long have you been here for now? What, like five and a half years? At least, yeah. Yeah. Little, maybe. May it'll be six years, yeah. so we'll just put that there. Yeah. It's been a while. And in contrast, the, the shop you were at before was more of a street shop. Yeah, definitely. It was more of a walk-in shop. And obviously here is more appointment-based. Yeah. Not uh, even more appointment. It is, it is appointment-based. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. And what would you say the benefits are to being in a street shop versus an appointment-only shop? Um... Street shop, I didn't feel like I could grow there. I didn't have time to work on things. People come in, they come in with their print off, like from Pinterest, like this is what I want, do this. And you don't get to put yourself really into the art. It's just exactly what they want. Um, (laughs) With having appointments, it's been nice to have like a month to really think about what you're going to do and then just sit down and do it. And now I have a lot of people that just let me do whatever I want to, which is super awesome. That's a nice thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, for me, like the street shop was nice to to really hone like the technical side of tattooing. But I think if you want to, you know, focus more artistically, then I think going to something like this where it's appointment based, yeah, it, it definitely takes the focus off of you know that monotony of. And, you know, get them in, get them out, onto the next one, kind of thing. So, um, but I think there's a good give and take between having that street shop in the beginning and then kind of traversing to something more art focused or art driven. Yeah, I definitely feel like you need to start at a street shop. Right. You need that. 
and there's, there's like you said a lot of technical stuff that you learn um i mean you learn a lot about like appointments booking people coming in and out different type of clientele like there's other things you learn than just tattooing that you wouldn't learn off the bat in just like an appointment only shop right off the bat i mean absolutely you you definitely learn about you know um different types of clientele that are out there and 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 kind of basically the inner workings of a tattoo shop i would say um but getting back to like you're kind of the come up as we'll we'll call it um (laughs) (laughs) did you do um were you artistic when you were young or is it just okay i've always been pretty artistic i mean i have my beautiful uh burton ernie and cookie monster on the wall there from when i was seven i was wondering who's that (laughs) we we will take a photo of that and post that on the instagram that is like the best cookie monster i've ever drawn in my life i would definitely get that tattooed on me it's pretty solid yeah i like it he's he's not the cookie monster anymore though no, he still is in my heart. He eats veggies now before oh, he eats. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They changed. Oh, man. What are the world coming to? It's terrible. It should be cookies. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you guys about the street shop. I think it is important to start out in a street shop and get used to that hustle and bustle yeah. of day in, day out. But there does come a point, I think, in most tattooers' careers where it's like, okay, I've hit a plateau got to take that next step now now it's time to develop yeah i mean Um, i was working what like five six days a week 10 hour days like you get tired you don't have time for anything else and you try but you don't no absolutely i mean the night the plus side of a street shop is you don't have to worry like the clients are going to come the clients are going to be there you don't have to worry about trying to to basically build your own clientele base because you're basically feeding off of what the shop's base is i don't know i feel like i was more stressed out working at a street shop than anything because it's like you get those slow times especially in uptown like no one goes to uptown in winter so it's you definitely struggle at points and it 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 sucks too when you're low man on the totem pole yeah because shit rolls downhill really really fast and um, that's the one thing I noticed is the senior artist um, will take all like the really fun work and and you're stuck with like the really tedious kind of meticulous work and it it definitely burns you out really fast. Yeah, we we were all pretty good at like transferring clients between people like that. That part of it was nice, but just the days you didn't do anything and you legitly sit there for ten hours. I think those days were more tiring than tattooing all day. Yeah, that sucks. S- slow season sucks in yeah. street shops big time. Even even where I was up north, uh, you know, I mean, I can't imagine being down towards the city where it's like once the weather gets bad, people are just like, fuck it, I'm out. But even up north, you know, you're sitting up there, there's nothing. No. You know, there's just nothing. And some, I can remember some days there would be two, three, four days would go by and nobody would walk through that door. Yeah. You're, you're shitting your pants like, oh, fuck. We still got bills to pay, too. Yep, yeah. <coughs> um, back, back to the art stuff. How important do you think it is for tattoo artists to create artwork of their own on the side? I think it's important. Uh, keeps things, I don't know how to say, it keeps things fresh in your mind. 
um, different techniques, developing different styles. I like to do a lot of realism, but I still like to draw a lot of things with like heavy, bold outlines and all that. But yeah, if I didn't do it, I feel like my work would definitely suffer. I don't get the time to draw as much as I would like on the side, but I still continuously like think about different ideas and how I could do something and just kind of like draw it in my mind for now and do it later. Did you start using digital or were you hands-on? Um, I was hands-on. I recently swapped over to digital just because it's a lot easier to bring my little tablet computer everywhere with me than a roll of tracing paper and 17 different pencils. Do you prefer digital now that you've been using it? Um, depends on what it is. There's some things I definitely still want to draw it out with my red pencil and then use my micron and make my outline that way. And I'd like to see the stencil. I have stencils hanging up next to my station the way it is. Um, but some things like it's nice to be able to lay in bed and draw on a computer. I the, like that. The convenience and ease of it. Yep. I can cuddle up with my dogs and get work done instead of sitting at a table. And, and I think, too, it's it's easier for the clients as well because, I mean, how many times have you had someone that's like, you know, I'd, I'd, I kind of think I want to change this, but I don't know. And with digital, you can just make a new layer, change it, 10 seconds later, boom, do you like <laughs> this or not? And, and then if, you know, you're not committed to anything, we're doing it by hand. It's like, well, let me retrace this out. Let me go through this process again. So, um, but again, then, you know, when you're young, I think it's beneficial because you're really learning the design before you tattoo it because you're having to trace it three, four, five times to get it right before you actually make the stencil. So, Yeah, when I started, digital wasn't really a thing yet either. So I started doing everything by hand. Like, yeah, you can look on your computer at, like, reference photos and everything, but drawing on the computer, like, you have the, what were those? The Wacom tablets? Like, that, but I never had one of those. They kind of just weirded me out. Didn't really like it. But I got my Surface, what, three, two, three years ago now? So I haven't been doing it all that long, but it definitely, like, gives me more time to spend with my family that I'm not, like you said, okay, well, someone wants to change something of a drawing and let's say it's like a person and I just need to change the hand. Well, then I have to redo the whole drawing and spend an extra four hours doing things when it could just be five minutes of putting a different layer on. So that definitely gives you more time to spend with like your family and everything too. So it's not just work all day, work all night and then do it again. I agree with that. I know Michael uses an iPad. Have you used the iPad to do any artwork on? I had the iPad 1 for a while, and then I tried to download a sketchbook app for it, and then I think it was like two weeks after I downloaded it, it had an upgrade, and then the iPad 1's like, nah, we can't upgrade any further. So I never used it. Still have it. Don't use it. I still have my iPad one too. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. It, you can listen to music on it, and that's, that's about it. it. Yeah, I can't surf the web or anything. 
that's how they get you. Yeah. Overpriced storage device at this point. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much a paperweight. And for some reason, you still keep it just in case. Well, if, yeah, I can I can still hook it. Oddly enough, I can hook it up to my car and listen to music while I'm driving around, as stupid as that is. And that That's battery... That's what a phone is for. Uh, yeah, I know. That battery lasts for 15 hours. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't ever have to charge that thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I yeah. have an iPod for that. That, that and the fact... telephone. Yeah, that, that and the fact that it's an iPad 1. Probably hang on to it for a bit. Yeah. So with, uh, with hands-on mediums, is there a medium that you favor over any others? Not really. I am kind of all over the place. Uh, whether it's drawing, painting, my working with bugs. Um, there's nothing I really... I don't like oil. I used to really like oil. I don't like oil anymore. Why, why don't you like oil? It just dries so slow. <laughs> and I don't like mixing mediums in with things either. And it just... It's just so slow. I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't have the patience for it, really. There's a, there's a bunch of sub-skill sets you need for oil. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what medium you want to mix in it, you know, the quantity of medium you put into it. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, everything, the drying rate. You know, so it's I, I'm, I'm definitely there with you on that. Um, it's... I used to be super good at oils, and now I try to do it. I'm like, wow, I suck at oil. I should go back to high school. Um, yeah, so I just don't use oils anymore. No. Takes takes time and patience. It really does. Well, I have a bunch you can have. That, I'll take I mean, them. I don't I'll use take, them. I, Michael just gave me his. <laughs> bunch of yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I, I painted that Joker painting with. The rest of the black and white uh, Carter paints. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. If you sell it, I get fifteen percent. That's a high cut. We're gonna have to renegotiate later. So, uh, you you have a, a fairly specific style, and you like to specialize in a few certain things. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and. And talk about that. Let's start with flowers. Why? I like flowers. I don't know. I like nature. But every... Yeah, you tattoo a rose every day or like a lily or some sort of flower. But each one is different from the last. Like you're not doing the same thing every day. There's a lot of layers that goes into it. A lot of color that goes into it. And I mean, for a red rose, I have usually like six, seven different colors out. So it's not just red, black. Like you have your burgundies, you have your bright reds, medium reds, brick reds. I have purples that I put out, whites, pinks, like all sorts of things. So there's that. But then there's still like, I don't even know what style to call it with like the outline and the bold and it's kind of traditional, but kind of not. Like, I I don't even know. I don't know if it has a label. It's just, yeah, that, I guess. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty distinct. Yeah. But is there any, I mean, is there any reason why roses and flowers over anything else that you gravitated towards? No. I tattooed a few a few years ago, and, like, that's all I wanted to do after that. But I'm a very avid gardener plant person as well so it goes with like me with my plants every day and then I can like put pretty plants on people and I like I like plants I can attest to this uh she has done a magnificent <coughs> job at decorating the studio with plants I think if, we need more if you haven't been in in a while we can always use more I think we can always use more. more 
two two more. Is it a discount plant season two. right now? Two. <laughs> discount out outside plants, but just store them indoors. Just bring some trees in here. Bring bring. We can get a palm tree yeah. in here. That wouldn't be a bad idea. We got a little yeah. very sad yeah, palm tree. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, I just gotta find like the big big ones. Um. So when you're learning how to tattoo. How important do you feel it is that you get tattooed being a young tattooer? I don't know. You know, I'm kind of back and forth on that. That some people say, like, oh, tattooers should have a lot of tattoos. And it's like, well, maybe you just don't want tattoos from anyone. And there's, like, that certain person you want. But I feel watching someone tattoo, whether it's on yourself or someone else like watch it's gonna have the same effect whether you get the tattoo or not having tattoos it definitely helps understand pain nerves movement in certain areas but that you can still kind of learn as you go otherwise too and everyone's pain level and nerves is different too so it kind of helps kind of doesn't help but at least you know what it feels like in case someone decides to twitch and Things like that. I think for me, it was it's um, when I guess when I go get tattooed, I pick up more from it because I'm I'm I know how I tattoo personally, and so when I go and get work from someone else, I kind of really pay attention to what they're doing on my skin. So I think it's a, it's a good learning lesson for me, and I think if if I wasn't getting tattooed, then I necessarily wouldn't um, wouldn't be picking up those lessons, like on you know on how someone shades differently, or especially with traditional. I mean, I just got tattooed by a gentleman in Washington, and like the way he would do his blends was he would start the blend first, and then he would come back and fill everything solid up to that blend where I was kind of doing it different. I would fill it solid and then work out to the blend. And, and, and I really liked the way that, that he kind of did the blend first and then just packed everything in behind it. So, um, But little stuff like that I think I pick up more when I'm getting tattooed. But it's just me. There's definitely like some things I've picked up, but I have a problem with just falling asleep when I get <laughs> tattooed. So I'm not – I'm there, but I'm not really there. I'm and, just taking a nap. And see, for me, like – I can watch someone tattoo, but I can only do it for so long where if I'm getting tattooed, I'm forced to kind of sit there. And it's like, well, since I'm going to sit here, I might as well, you know, try to take pick somebody's nap. brain. You just <laughs> no. take a nap. Got all the rest of the day to take a nap. Elisa does take naps. Uh, she took a nap when I tattooed the side of her neck. She didn't, she didn't say a thing. I was tired. So I'm pretty sure she was out for the most part. On my back, I slept through eight and a half hours. I woke up and ate McDonald's and then went back to sleep. What's the uh, what's the longest session you've sat for getting tattooed? Like eight and a half, nine hours. For your back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what do you have on your back? Um, I don't know. No, it's a koi. <laughs> I don't see it. It's my I've back. I've never seen it. Uh, it's a koi fish, some lotus flowers. Um, yeah, there's a swirl in there. I hate it. I don't look at it. So out of sight, out of mind. Yep, I pretend it's not there. Like worst cherry blossoms I've ever seen in my life. They're horrible, <laughs> horrible. You know, nineteen-year-old me. I want a back piece, and it was supposed to not look like it does. But 
here it is. <laughs> so when you started, um, what kind of machines did you use? Um, I used traditional machines. Um, I don't even remember what they, I can't, can't even tell you what they look like. And then was I... It, was it, sorry to interrupt, but was it your mentor who introduced you to the traditional yeah, machines? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rotaries and stuff like that really, I didn't even know existed and I don't think they were really a thing. It was a few years into tattooing that like the the swash drive came out. And then one of the artists I got or was with ended up getting that. So that was kind of cool to test that out. Um, and then a different artist I was working with got like the pneumatic machines, the air-powered ones. Yeah. Oh, sounded like you were at the dentist yeah. the whole time. <laughs> it was like horrible. I'm like, I don't like this. Um, yeah, it was really you that introduced me to like rotary machines. And it definitely, I like that a lot better than traditional. I do have some real nice traditional machines that I had like custom made with like deep sea abalone shell and like uh, 24 karat gold screws because I'm fancy. Damn. Fancy. I, I will say those Numa machines were probably some of the like best machines to get tattooed by. I had my whole leg done by it and it was like, you, you couldn't even feel it. Yeah, I had the inside of my arm done for like three and a half hours with one. I think it was this one, yeah. I I could never get past the sound. I hate it, it sounded like a dentist drill. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get past that. It was, it was so weird. Well, the guy who did did my leg, he actually did it nice. As he like framed in a wall around his compressor and insulated it, so you really couldn't hear that compressor kicking on and off all the time. So that was definitely nice. But yeah, it does have that that winding up kind of sound. Yeah, so. we had the compressor in the basement of the shop. Okay. So you couldn't really hear it, but it was still like just the the sound the machine had even. Was there ever any troubles with it during the winter when it got cold? I don't think so. Okay. Probably just left the compressor on yeah. all the time. Yeah. Never had to drain it. No. <clears throat> then we opened the uptown shop and everything and he stopped using it then. Like brought everything over there and never set it up. So now you you're using the hawk pens now. What were you using before with rotaries? I used the swash drive for a little bit because I ended up buying it, and then whatever the ones you had, those the metal ones. Yeah, the metal ones. Yeah, that like was heavy, kind of the, the, the precursor. Yeah, the precursor to yeah. the hawk pen. So I used yeah. that one for quite a while because you got the hawk pen. Yep. And then I just ended up getting one myself, and then I broke it, and so I had to get another one and. How do you like how the hawk pen operates versus traditional machines and versus the precursor to the hawk pen? Um, I like hawk pens because they're lighter. I have trouble with my wrists because I have messed them up quite a bit. Um, so having the lighter and having my tiny little Skeletor fingers, it's it's <laughs> nice to have that. Uh, the precursor, your metal ones, the weight of that was nice compared to traditional because the weight like hangs over your hand with a traditional and just having holding the weight in the center was nice but the hawk pens like i feel like my wrists do a lot better like i can tattoo for nine hours no problem i just have more problems with my back after that than anything but they're they're nice i don't know 
They're more, fluent. More natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like uh, like painting or something. Yeah, painting or drawing. That's yeah. kind of how I felt. There was a I had a, a pretty long learning curve adjusting from traditional machines to rotaries. Did you have any issue? No, none at all. Okay. Um, I had trouble like learning with traditional machines. I'd put my pen or like a paintbrush on the machine and actually draw with it on there. And then I would ball up socks and squeeze socks to try to, like, strengthen my hands some. I mean, I did house reconstruction. Like, I didn't have these brittle, little, frail hands. But it still really was difficult to get used to that. So uh, with the style that you tattoo in, do you have a set of needle groupings that you use specifically? Or do you keep a, a pretty wide range? Um, With, like everything i'm pretty set with like tight fives tight sevens i just started using nines for like liners just for like the center of flowers for the small detail i was using sevens before and i'm swapped to nines now and i quite enjoy those otherwise it's basically uh a 13 curved buck pin and i have or i use a 15 and then i have 11s and 13s for just in cases just in cases. Yeah, just in cases. Got some. <laughs> Are but they, otherwise, I like 15s. Curved or mags? Curved. Is there a reason you favor the curved? I feel like you can blend. Like, you have that softer blend between colors, the transition and the saturation. Not such a hard, like, here's one shade, there's the next. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think you definitely have a, a much more smooth transition. Yeah. And I like soft. I try to keep everything soft. So how much of your time do you, do you feel is split between the art that you create versus the art that you create to tattoo? Um, the time that I spend is mostly art to tattoo. But at the same time, that's still art I'm creating. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on doing things for myself. Because like I said, a lot of my clients let me do whatever I want. So I'm still like creating my own pieces for them but well, I, I gotta just, I gotta imagine too you're kind of getting your your fix in by being able to tattoo what you want to do then you don't necessarily feel like you need to go home and try to do something yeah exactly you do. so I know that that was a a struggle for me for a long time when you're tattooing stuff that you're you're not necessarily enthused about that it's like, well, now you got to feel like you got to go home and, and do something you like just to kind of keep that creativity juice going. Because, I mean, it's definitely easy to get into into a rut when you're yeah. doing stuff day in, day out that you're not necessarily, you know, 100% about doing. And like a lot of times, if, I, if I'm not super ecstatic about doing something, I'll recommend an artist that would be. Um, like I like doing flowers, like that's what I want to do. But I do like to do other things too, and kind of keep. I don't want to be good at just one thing. I want to be good at everything. So I like to swap it up still here and there to kind of keep me on my toes too. Is is there a subject matter you like like to do, but you just don't have the opportunity to do it a lot because you don't necessarily have the the clientele coming to look for it from you? Not really. Okay. Like, I, I still get to do a little bit of everything I like. 
Um, like maybe Celtic style no, tattoos? No, I don't like <laughs> Celtic. Are you going to move into the Celtic area? I'm tattooing? not going to. No. Anybody listening can uh, hit up a lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael tagged me in that thing yesterday. Oh, no. I was like, no, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> that and like lettering. I'll do like small lettering for things, but I don't want to like write a paragraph for you. I'm like, no, thanks. Is it, If you had one of those pet peeve things to tattoo, what would it be? Like what do you mean? Like, like what it? What would be the last thing you want to tattoo for somebody? Like would it be Celtic? Somebody came in, they wanted a giant Celtic piece with a paragraph of a poem on the inside of it. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, no, <laughs> hell no, can't do it. Sorry, I quit tattooing. And the number one thing on your list would obviously be flowers, roses. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just flowers, yeah. Nature in general. I like nature. So with, with with with. The career of tattooing that you have in, in the industry that we're in, what would you say you like the best about it? About what what is what's the best about being a tattoo artist for you? Um I I guess like I, I get to make art every day. People seek me out for it, which is like a great feeling. I am my own boss. Like I am not someone that listens well to having a management structure. I don't like that. So just being my own boss, being able to make friends along the way with all my clients too, and it's just a big, nice circle. I like that. And what would be the flip side to that? What would be your biggest dislikes? Yeah. And feel free to follow up with any stories. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a few. Oh, man, I got stories. Um. Start off with what you you totally dislike about the industry or being a tattoo artist. I women in the tattoo industry definitely get treated pretty poorly. Um, it's so much better than when I started. When I started, there was like I could maybe name four or five female artists in Minnesota. Um, so it was it was hard to get into, especially like I said, the boss is like, oh well. You're a lady, like, you got to sleep with the boss. And it's like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Um, so it was it was very a sexist kind of thing. And now it's there's a lot more female tattoo artists. Um, so that's, that's nice. But you still get the guys that are like, oh, you're a female tattoo artist. Like, here's my dick for you. And it's like, I don't want that. I... Can you... Can you explain that? What do you, what do you mean by that? Here you get my... so many dick pics in your inbox. Oh, boy. She's so got many. a collection going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's, there's a very, like, weird um, kind of um, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like a uh, – oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, god damn it. I'll get, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. <laughs> so, it, so you get guys that send you dick pics. Yeah. Which you, I mean, I don't think it's just like the industry, like, oh, you're a female, like, tattoo artist, like, but it, I mean, a lot of ladies get it. But still, it's just, oh, Michael, Michael, you back? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm back. It's a weird fetish yes. that people have. That's it. Um, it's, it's like, 
I, I guess I equate it to people wanting to hook up with a bartender. Like, oh, I slept yeah. with a bartender. It's like people want to sleep with a tattoo artist. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, someone wanting to send you dick pics or how many times has a woman tried to hit on you while you're tattooing them. Or, like, I know a guy that tattoos that would legitly add girls on Facebook, message them, like, hey, I am a tattoo artist in case you want anything. <laughs> Oof, duh. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you ever had a guy come in and get a tattoo from you, and then later on you get an inbox dick pic from him? Um, not a dick pic, but ass out on dates. Um, and then it's like this is an ongoing piece, so it's like, well, now you've just made it really awkward. That no, I don't want to go on a date with you, and if you actually like, you're messaging me on Facebook. You're Facebook friends with me. You would know, like, I'm in a relationship, so why? They, they've what? seen your stats. Yeah, like, I don't understand it. Like, oh, yeah, you want to go on a date? For sure, let's go on a date. Like, no. Nah. So, and then, like, yeah, there's, yeah, you tell someone off and they just kind of, like, ghost. Otherwise, like, when they do come back, it's just super awkward. But it's like, well, I kind of want to finish this piece. Like, we'll let the awkwardness happen. That's okay. Is that usually what happens? It just it, it plays out awkward and kind of silent, or oh, do you ever get? Oh, super awkward! Yeah, it's super awkward. Can you give a, an example? Uh, usually it's just awkward and silent. Like I had one guy ask me out on a date, like, "Oh, I really like you. You're beautiful," and blah blah blah. And like we had an ongoing half sleeve. This was after the first session. Oof. So it was like another four or five sessions to finish it, and everyone was just like super awkward. And I don't know if I was making it awkward because I'm kind of a socially awkward person in general. But, yeah, he just wanted to, like, talk. And he was just always staring at me. And I was like, no. If I could tattoo with sunglasses on, I definitely would in that situation. <laughs> like, it was weird. I'm going to look at the floor while I tattoo you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hope this thing turns out okay. Well, it's like that. Are you um, someone is like, hey, can you fix my tattoo? And it's like, sure, can you send me a picture? And it's like, okay, this tattoo's on your arm, but why are you just, like, fresh out of the shower with a really low <laughs> bath towel? And, like, I barely can see your arm. Like, that doesn't help me. I don't want to see your chesticles or anything. Like, show me your tattoo on your arm. The tattoo is, like, 10% of the photo. Yeah, and, the and it's, like, it's... blurry and super tiny. And you're like, Looks like a picture this was of Bigfoot. pointless. Like, <laughs> okay, can you send me your tattoo? Oops, sorry, wrong picture. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So, do you ever get guys that get aggressive with you sending you messages? Um, not really aggressive. I'm really quick to just block someone too, or I'll just get aggressive back. I had one guy um message me that he wanted to come over to my house and sleep with me, and just like all this weird stuff. So I like. Posted on his Facebook wall, like, hey, if you're <laughs> friends with this person, here's the screenshots of what this guy is sending me that's really just de de derogatory and just, like, very sexual. And I'm like, no, here's this person. This is what he's about. So I get a message back. Can you delete that? That wasn't me. It was my friend. And I was like, no, no, it wasn't your friend. I'm not stupid. <laughs> The old so, my account got hacked trick. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, my friend had my phone. And then it went back to, like, messages like that. I was like, are you kidding me with this? And he's like, oh, my friend stole my phone again. And can you please delete that? And blah, blah, blah. And, like, a bunch of people started posting uh, on there. Like, 
he's been sending me the same thing and blah, blah, blah. Well, a few days later, like, if he doesn't know, you can delete things off your own Facebook wall. Like, he could have just deleted the post. Duh. But, so a few days later, I get a message like, sorry, I was in a really dark place. That was actually me. I'm like, I'm still not going to delete the post because you're too stupid to realize you can delete posts off your own <laughs> Facebook wall. So I left it. And I was like, well, whatever. So how much do you think social media has changed tattooing? Just, oh, it's horrible. Just in the last five years, say. It's horrible. How so? Um, I mean, no one... I remember when you would have to, like, go look for an artist, and now there's just, like, groups that, hey, I want this. Or it's nice to the fact of, like, you can post on your own Facebook, like, looking for recommendations of where to go, where do people go, where are they happy. But then it gets to, like, certain groups that's just the same people posting all the time. and I, I think the danger lies when... Let's say subject A gets a tattoo, but their tattoo is not quality. I mean, they might have had a good tattoo experience, but the tattoo isn't, like, the best in standards-wise. And then they start, you know, recommending these people. Yeah. And it, it's, it's... And, like, the, price. Right. People definitely, through groups and just posts, always just price shop. Yeah. Which ends up to be a problem, too, because then you get people coming in for cover-ups that aren't happy. And I think we touched on that in, in an episode, or we've talked about it before, but it, it's, I mean, people just get lazy. They, you know, that or they, they want, they have a need that they want to fulfill right then and there. Yep. So and whether the they... You guys were talking about, uh, like, Photoshop. Yeah. So that's also the social media part of it, of photoshopping all your pictures to have these heavy dark blacks that you don't have, to have the blends that aren't there, to have like these bright highlights that don't exist in skin. Right. And then you post them on Facebook, you post them on Instagram, you post them in tattoo groups, like, look at me, and it's like, well, that's not you. So I guess... This has, like, been a topic we've wanted to touch base on. Um, It's, in your opinion, what, where do you draw the line on photo editing when it comes to tattooing? Like, is there an acceptable amount of it? I think there's an acceptable amount. Um, Whether it's just turning up the brightness of the photo because it turned out really dark or because where the sun is, the tint of the picture is really orange and, like, this person's skin isn't orange, so you add a little bit of a blue tint to, like, level it out to where the colors truly are. I don't believe of, let's darken up the blacks. Let's kind of, like, bring it into Photoshop and blend and do all this. Like, if I edit a photo, it's on my phone. It's the basics of just turning up the brightness a little bit for something I need or turning it down because the sun was too bright. And then usually just the tint to add warmth or add coolness to it to actually make it back to the true color. But other than that, with the blending and the fake highlights and let's use our computer programs to make our lines really thick and sharp that aren't actually there. 
No, yeah, I mean, so I, I kind of agree with that too. Basic color correction and brightness correction. Yeah. You know, I mean, trying to trying to get that is is pretty tough unless you have a professional studio. But even just shooting photos outside in the shade, you know, raw generally turn out really well. Yeah. Which you do a lot of. I see, you know, a lot yeah, of the photos you post. Yeah, I just go behind the shop yep. where the sun usually isn't, or if it's morning, I go in front yep. where so, the same place. Uh, I yelled at you the other day for where you were trying to <laughs> take a picture outside in the front. No, nope, go out back. Yeah, no, it works better. It does. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, people who are putting their tattoos in a Photoshop and just straight up editing the shit out of them. It's to me just it's so fucking ingenuous that disingenuous, I should say, you know, I mean, you, you're selling a false bill of goods for the most part. Yeah. And then you comment on your pictures like someone will call you out and you're like, nope, this is actually how it actually is. Like, uh, no, it's it's not. Well, and I think, too, there's kind of been this new craze of people using those polarizing filters. And they're saying that, you know, it's not editing. It's just reducing the glare on the photo. But at the same time, if you look at a raw photo and you look at a photo that's been used with a polarizing filter, the colors are so much more saturated in that polarizing filter. And the way you take them is it's in a dark room and you got a light source that has a a polarizing film over it and then you actually have a a filter over your camera so it's like there's all this lighting that goes into it and then you start getting that strong heavy contrast that you like all the gemstone pictures right all the gemstone tattoos the, the dark is like the background is super dark and then you have a light exactly on it and it's wet skin and it looks super bright super white like sparkly gemstone it's like it's not. Yeah. It's really not that. Well, you see all these, you know, high contrast black and gray portraits or even color portraits. And it's, it's you know that the only reason that that, that <laughs> tattoo looks the way it does is because of the, the, the filtering and the editing that goes on. Because um, let's face it, you know, black in the skin does not heal black. It's just a dark gray. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. So to get that, you know, jet black in a tattoo photo there's there's something going on there yeah there's a lot of a lot of the bigger artists on instagram you can tell are all photoshopped pictures and it sucks because people don't know really photography or what they're looking for to figure out if it is photoshopped or not what they see is what they believe and they believe that's that's what they're gonna get and then next thing you know you're lasering off a whole sleeve so there's that too. <laughs> that there is. Do you do you ever encounter clients that will bring you photos that you can definitely tell have been photoshopped or fucked with to the point where it's like, okay, that's totally unrealistic? Yeah, all the time. And I just straight up tell them, like, that's unrealistic. This is photoshopped. And everyone is really good at listening to me, so that's nice that I don't have to fight with someone like, you're not going to get this. Yeah, directing them to the uh, Tattoo Truth Fairy page. Yeah. Yeah, this is what it looks like in the picture, and this is what it looks like healed, not existent. And I think, you know, that that education is important because once you, um, you know, show your clients like, hey, this is photoshopped, you know, look here and here and here, then it opens their eyes up and and they can go forth and, you know, start seeing stuff on the internet and being like, okay, yeah, that's fucked with, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially if, like, you try to tell them, like, hey, this is photoshopped, And it, some, I guess it doesn't happen all the time, but if they go to a different artist still looking for the same thing, 
there's people out there that won't tell them that it's Photoshop. Like, nope, I can do that. And then they come back unhappy. Like, I'm sorry, I should have listened to you. So thankfully that doesn't happen all the time. It does happen quite a bit, happen. though. I've had that happen a few times yep. with me where people have brought stuff in and <coughs> it's they see the black and gray portraits that I've done and they're like, "What? why doesn't your white highlights, what, why doesn't it glow like this? Why doesn't it look like this? Because yeah. it's photoshopped. It's not real. Yeah. It's totally unrealistic. I mean, it has to come through your skin tone, which is not, like, clear. Yeah. It's, it's not translucent, that's for sure. Uh, would, would you say that's a, a, a product of social media making upcoming artists lazier yeah you i mean it's it makes things easier for sure to become the next best thing and that's what everyone seems to want i agree with that i think tattooing has um it's a popularity thing now yeah it's become more of a popularity contest and like how can i get stupid tv shows yep how can i get famous or you know yeah and I i think too you know when you can just simply go you know maybe i didn't fill it up to the fill the black all the way up to line there well i'll just you know edit it when i and after there's because like the client's (laughs) not going to notice that it's not filled in so i'll just take care of it post-production now yeah kind of a quick fix yeah absolutely uh so being a tattoo artist in a relationship what are some of the hurdles that uh, that you have having the schedule you do and the the work that you do versus your significant other um gets in the way sometimes i don't know how to not put work first and that's with like any job i've ever had i'm i'm a workaholic the way it is i mean i tattoo i have what my th- technically three other businesses too so it's i i work and i work and i work so there's definitely times that I need to be put in check, which he's really good at doing of like, you need to just stop or just tell that person like, this is how it's going to be or you have to go somewhere else. Um, he's definitely really understanding um, that I get a little sassy when I'm trying to draw and it's like, I just got home, and I want to get my drawing done right away, and then we can have, like, the rest of the night together. So sometimes it's like, oh, he's got a lot to tell me, but it's like, I want, I'm want i still in work mode. Like, I just got home, still in work mode, let me finish. So I'll, I'll get a little sassy sometimes, but I don't mean to be. It's just, like, how my brain does things. Do you, do you feel – so I, I agree with the workaholic thing. I think most tattoo artists that are, are – worth a shit are pretty much workaholics i mean you, you know are. we kind of yeah I, I definitely am i've been guilty yeah. for sure uh but yeah i mean it's it is kind of tough and i can definitely see what you're talking about um do you feel like when you get to your house or you get home at night that like a, a 30 minute decompression thing where you just don't want to talk to anybody or hear anything or you want to have some sort of separation <coughs> because you're you're engaged on a personal level all day long with people, especially when you're tattooing? Um, no. Usually I get home before him, though. Okay. So I already kind of have that. Okay. Um, now that I've been working later and I have a longer drive, like I have that in my drive that I can just smoke a cigarette and sing to myself and do weird things, you know? Just kind of relax and decompress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, mornings. I'm not a morning person. 
Weirdly enough, I'm not a morning person. Yes, I'm here at 9 a.m. What time did you wake up this morning? <laughs> really early. I just, when I wake up, don't talk to me for a good, like, half hour, 45 minutes. Oof. Like, just don't talk to me. I grew up with my dad, like, blah, 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 just blabbing and blabbing. You, like, just open your door, and all of a sudden, he would, like, appear out of nowhere. And he's just <laughs> going, and it's like, would you stop? Um. So... Colin likes to talk a lot in the morning. It's like, <laughs> it's like, just don't don't talk to me. Just give me a little while. Like, let me roll around for a bit, and then I'll talk to you. But how how do you start out your your general workday when you're tattooing? Like, what's um, give it, give us a short rundown of your workday. Like, start before like wake up. Yeah, when you wake up. Oh God wake up and then you have to get ready and as i'm getting ready you got to take care of the dogs and now that we moved it's been a lot more taking care of the dogs and now having and before it was just like having them out on the leashes which was just a headache um and drive here and usually usually i get here an hour before my appointments my first appointments usually at 10 o'clock get here around nine I set up and I water my plants, tell everyone that they're doing great, see my little spider friend in the corner, um, answer some emails, and by then, like, yeah, my first appointment usually gets here and tattooed. Depending, depending on what it is, it may just be an all-day thing, or I may have a second one, usually around 2. Um, Usually say goodbye to you guys around like four. When we're rolling in. <laughs> yep, as we're coming in. <laughs> yeah, as in. you guys come in, I'm like, well, I worked a full day. See you, see you later. And then you have your other businesses. What are your other businesses? Um, so I have my Lunar Creations. Um, that's just a mixture of like all the little crafty things I like to do, whether it's candles, um, do a lot of like, guess you can call it taxidermy work with like bugs. Would you? Would you? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would say it's taxidermy art. I mean, yeah. I I own what five of your pieces. Yeah. And they're. I mean, they're fucking badass. If you if uh, if you don't already know, uh, what's your what's your Facebook page for uh, Lunar Creations? L- lunar Creations. Yeah. Just Lunar Creations yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you should really check them out. Um, I've also bought multiple candles from her. They are the shit. They're awesome. Like candles. Like to do little witchcraft things. <laughs> Not really, but I just like candles. Uh, so yeah, like things like that. Uh, I do like bath bombs and jewelry, and I uh, started making little geode planters for plants, little plants and everything. So you made a lamp once, didn't you, with a geode? Did you make a lamp? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I made a lamp. I think there there was a lamp somewhere. I think it was on Michael's desk at one point. <laughs> yeah, when I started here, I had a sweet lamp on my desk. And then I came in one day, and it was gone. And now I have a sad desk that I work at every day. Everything's always for sale. So, you know. <laughs> that was my move-in gift. No, the plant was your move-in gift, which lives up here now because he's happier up here. You got a different plant back there. It's fine. I want the lamp, bro. Okay, I got another stand. I'll make a new lamp. <laughs> that lamp was pretty badass. I would have rocked it. It was actually a set. I, the other one lives in my living room. I won't give that one up now. Made, what, three? Three lamps? Three amethyst lamps now? Do you, do you ever paint or draw anything that you just specifically, you see it after it's done and you're like, I'm not going to fucking sell this. This is Yeah, I'm gonna hang all the time. This. And then I try to throw them away. 
And Colin doesn't let me throw anything away. He's like, no, I like that. Let me keep it. I did this one, like, lady on a piece of wood, and I resined over it. And for some reason, it just turned really yellow because it was just sat in the sun. So it, it was cheap resin, too. So I, I want to throw it away, and he won't let me throw it away. I was like, well, I'll just make a different one. Like, let me throw this. Let me light it on fire or do something. I like to burn old canvases and stuff. I like to just light things on hey, fire. Typical yeah, artist. Yeah. Yeah. Typical yeah, artist. Like, yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, all right, we're uh, we're at about the five-minute warning mark here. Is there is there anything you would like your clients to know or you would like to tell your clients to make the process easier or for future clients who will <coughs> seek you out to get tattooed by you? Um, I mean, not really. Everyone does pretty good. Send an email and say they want to get work done, blah, blah, blah. And then I usually just set up a consult. We'll go over, find details, and look at my schedule from there. And, yeah, you got to wait a little bit, but it's worth it. It's worth the wait. I, I've actually been tattooed by Elisa. Just so, one time. Just, just one time. She <laughs> just fit me in time. once. She, she let me get in her schedule one time. <laughs> and you complained because I made you come here at 11 a.m. It was early. It was very early. So if people want to get a hold of you, what's the, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, either Facebook or my email. What's your email? Uh, my last name. So T-H-O-R-S-O-N 93 at gmail.com. No, the 93 doesn't mean anything. So, uh, What about an Instagram? Uh, see Lisa underscore tattoo. And if you can't spell my name, it's E-L-I-S-A. Do you have a website as well? I'm not going to say. <laughs> um, I haven't updated that since I got here. So, so no. So I no. took it off my business cards even. I should just get rid of it, really. Just but, keep the Instagram. It seem, yeah. seems to be where it's at. I mean, third That's party. That's what everyone uses, yeah. is Instagram or Facebook. So it's, it's easy. Makes it easy. Makes it simple. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anything else? No. You awesome. want to plug yourself? No, I, I don't. Um, uh, Michael? At Ink Taylor. You can find on him Instagram. at Ink Taylor or Adam Chido Art. He's such a turd. Uh. Um, you can find me on Instagram at MichaelTejeda.art. It's spelled T E J E D A dot art. Um, you can reach us at Laymarka Podcast on Instagram as well. Otherwise, if you want to shoot us an email, uh, Laymarka Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, other than that, thanks, uh, Alisa, for coming and hanging out. Yeah, hanging out where. I see you guys every day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, all, all all you creepy guys out there, you're on notice. Yeah. Uh, n- no more dick pics. No more creepy messages. However, Michael is open. <laughs> he has a very empty inbox, yeah. and he will be accepting. He loves it. He loves, he loves it. Yes. Please send them all. Loves to Michael. If you wanna <laughs> take artistic wiener photos with donuts, that'll be the double whammy <laughs> for him. Little so. hats. Yep. So let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But all right, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks again, guys.